Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Once again, it's, this is episode 365 of Aussie Tech Heads, and it is the 31st of October 2013. Happy Halloween for those of you who are following that. I hope you don't get too scared. I oh, know my cupboard is bare. The, all the kids in the street have come down. They've, they've taken me out. They've, they've, they've flattened me. But anyway, that's good. All oh, they dressed up in all their little doodads and, you know, scared me, half of them. They knocked on the door and I'm, Ugh. but anyway, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, had had a few beers. So, but anyway, all right. Now it's uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks to Aussie Tech Heads Hosting, ATHWebHosting.com.au, and uh, to f- providing uh, the hosting for the show. Good stuff. And if you need some hosting, go and have a look at them. It's uh, affordable and professional and quite speedy on Australian soil. Servers on Australian soil, right there in Sydney. So go and have a look. Now let's welcome Jason. Hello, J- Warlock Jason. That is hello, Warlock Jason. Hi, everybody. How you been this week? Good? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty oh, good. Got yeah. a lot of stories for tonight. Oh, it's a massive show. It's a massive show. <laughs> it's a thousand stories. <laughs> so we're going to go quickly over to look who's back from holidays. Hey, Shane. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Warlock. Hello, everybody. How are we all? Good. What's you're, up? you're in the uh, Halloween spirit by the look of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've had three weeks of it, really. <laughs> You've been scaring those Yanks. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, um, it's a big deal over there. It's like, it's not just the one day. It's like a build-up. Like, it's like Christmas is over here. You know, like, there's like a month's worth of stuff leading up to Christmas. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with Halloween. It's like, a, it's a big build-up. Yeah, right. I know when, they, when a couple of kids came over here tonight and some of them weren't even dressed up. They just put their bags out. <laughs> Give me candy. Yeah, for the oh, chocolates. Lollies. We don't have candy here. We have lollies. You got lollies and chocolate. So, Shane, how was your holiday? Went to the good old US of A. Uh, tell us uh, quickly about how was it? Where did you go? What did you see? What was the best part? Did you touch any tech? Did you lick any Microsoft products, etc., etc.? Uh, I went to, uh, I started a week in Anaheim uh, around Disneyland and the California Adventure Park. And then we did a week in San Diego and um, went to uh, SeaWorld, went to the zoo. We were supposed to go to the um, safari, but it was too far out. And it was, would have been a $90, $180 round trip just to get there. Um, mm. So we poo-pooed that and went back to SeaWorld. Uh, then we went back to LA proper and did the studio tours and did um, Hollywood and, and all that kind of stuff, Universal and, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, right. But from a tech point of view... Um, the hotel Wi-Fi was crap everywhere I went, um, except for when I went down into the last uh, hotel in LA, in the in the lower couple of floors. When doing a speed test, it was it was flying colours. You know, it was like 
20 plus up, 20 plus down kind of thing. Hmm. But um, I think I rang you once, maybe twice on Skype and it was just the, just the audio version hmm. of Skype you reckon was a bit choppy. Well, we were discussing that on last week's show actually. And I was telling the boys that, uh, you know, you rang me and that the, the, the Skype call was choppy, but you know, the speed was okay. And I think we come to the conclusion that, uh, that probably the hotels, they're, uh, they're restricting access or restricting the bandwidth for Skype. So um, I think that, that's how we, that's what we thought, didn't we, Jase? So along yeah, those lines, yeah. yeah. So that must be because like every man and his dog must jump on Skype when they're in the hotel. So they're thinking, well, let's just uh, slow this, this puppy Screw down. Screw the of them. <laughs> that's right. That, yeah. That's right. And uh, yeah, so you're back and uh, what else is happening? Did you, you had fun and all that sort of stuff? I oh, yeah, had a ball. Um, uh, I mean, obviously the first week was in Disneyland and then the, it, the kids loved it and, and, Maria and I loved it as well, but there's two parks next to each other. There's Disneyland and then there's the California Adventure Park. Yeah, right. Both owned by Disneyland. Um, but the California one is more kind of about the the latest movies. It's like it, it had the Cars ride, um, Toy Story stuff and all that kind of thing. So mm. everyone probably in general uh, like that better. But going back to the, the technology stuff, I think I said this to you on, one of the, on the phone call. As far as ads go on the TV... All I saw was Microsoft ads. I never saw one Apple ad for some strange reason. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. They probably don't need to advertise too much, do they? But yeah, that's <laughs> that's interesting, I guess. Uh, like I know some of the shows over here, you know, you see your Wahi 50 uh, that's full of Microsoft products. And you do see a lot of shows. They're, they're pretty uh, getting, weaving their product into different shows and, and more and more shows, I think. And I think that's the future of, advertising like you know with all the you know the BitTorrent sites closing down and the access to all these shows are becoming harder and harder but i think we've got a story later on about the certain BitTorrent re reignited reborn yeah so uh, we might have to look at that one <laughs> and uh yeah so microsoft eh? yeah you didn't buy any surface rts or anything like that you didn't want to uh, splash out no but funny you should say that just before we went away um my oldest uh, went to buy a tablet and he went by, we didn't buy, go and buy himself. He went with Maria and all that kind of stuff. I think I might have still been working um, at the time, but that's another whole saga. Um, and yeah, lo and behold, he came back with a Windows RT. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. That's, and that's, I went that's to him and said, so you're the person that bought that. <laughs> there had right. to be one somewhere. Yeah, that's right. So was he still using it? It was <laughs> in the yeah. cupboard. No, I actually, no, he took it away with him and he used it like a fair bit. And I even used it a couple of times because um, I wanted to watch Big Bang Theory and a couple of other things and it needed Flash. And you can't run Flash on an Android device. Um, definitely doesn't run on a on an Apple device. So I had to pinch his tablet when I wanted to watch me Big Bang Theory. Well, there you go. It's good for something. Good for watching TV shows. I knew it had to be good for something. <laughs> well, there we go. We found it. We found that something. We're talking to something. We're talking about something and things. Telstra, oh, we'll get back to, actually, before we do the Telstra story, uh, Shane, give us uh, three. We missed your this day in tech over, the, over yeah. the, the last couple of weeks that you've been away. So give us three, your finest. That's right. I've, 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 we don't know what happened in the past now. No. We have to go to Wikipedia or some crap. <laughs> I can do a month's worth if you want me to. Yeah, 31 of them. Let's go. <laughs> I told you it was a big show. Your time starts now. All right. October 25, 2001, Microsoft Windows XP hit retail shelves for the first time. 
and 13 years later, it's still going. Um, and apparently, da, 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 da. it's going to be full of uh, uh, hacks and attacks if you don't upgrade. If you're still on the Windows XP come next year, I think it's the most hacked operating system out there at the moment and support dies next April, something like that. They should do something like uh, Apple's done with the new, new, their new operating system. Install the new one for free on anything that's had one of our operating systems previously. At least get them up to like Vista or Windows 7 or something to say if you had XP, now you can have 7 for free. We're focusing on 8, so we get all our sales from mm. there anyway. So everybody gets a free copy or very severely reduced upgrade they, Windows 7. That'll get them all off and they don't have to worry about the hackings and stuff. But they did do that with Windows 8. though. They had the uh, upgrade Windows 8 for $18. And obviously no one took that up. So I don't know. Look, I don't think Microsoft can't afford to give Windows as their bread and butter, whereas OS X is not Apple's bread and butter. Apple's bread yeah, and Windows butter is and the devices. Products. Yeah, Apple's bread and butter is the hardware, and uh, and it's been like this since day dot, and Microsoft the software. So Microsoft can't probably give it away, but um, I don't know. They got to, something's got to happen. Well, I suppose what, what do you do? You're not going to sit around hitting an infected computer, are you? So you know, but uh, but yeah. But so, at this point in time, also Windows Seven is probably still a better product than Windows Eight. So if they did what Warlock suggested, they're giving away their better product. <laughs> oh look, I'm on eight point well, one. I'm, I'm down with that since my stupid blue snowball won't work on Windows eight point one most of the time. I'd be talking with that right now. Yeah, that's no good. That's a, that's weird. It worked for a day and then it stopped. So I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, look, I'm on eight point one. I've after I found the drivers and stuff for everything, I'm pumping along pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good, so I'm happy with my 8.1 and my new machine. All right, uh, another one, Shane. What's next off? What's number two uh, out of 31? <laughs> <laughs> October 26. I'll try and spread them between everybody. October 26, 2004. Apple debuted iPod Photo, capable of displaying digital photographs and album art on a built-in color screen. Anyone want to comment? No, keep moving on. October 26, 2012, which leads me to believe that this is a live... Oh, by the way, I get this from Tom Merritt, his chronology of tech, and I believe this is probably a live document because it's the first time I've seen stuff from 2012 in there. But anyway, I digress. Uh, 2012, Microsoft Windows 8 operating system went on sale with a tile-based start screen. And, um, yeah... A year later, and it hasn't really sold that many copies. Mm. I don't know. Eight, eight's uh, all right. Don't, don't. I, don't, I like it. That's good. <laughs> all right, one more. Here we go. Uh, October 29, 1998, the Space Shuttle Discovery blasted off on STS-95 with 77-year-old John Glenn on board, making him the oldest person to go into space. I don't know if that still stands or... Oh, probably. Or if he was just there at the time. Yeah, probably. What, what year was it? 1998. I'm sure some older rich people have bought themselves trips into space. Yeah, who since knows? Then. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah but it sounds right. I'd go He'd with him. He's still the oldest. I'd, I'd go with him. He'd still be kicking up, kicking the uh, kicking the uh, the record. Yeah, why not? All right, thanks, Shane. That's good. All right, that's good. Let's move on to some stories because there's a thousand. I kid you not. <laughs> no, there's there's quite a few. Uh, so we'll go through them probably rather quickish, I, I guess, because uh, there is so many. But look, I'll do two. We'll all do two to start with. How's that? Uh, I'll do my okay. first one. 
<laughs> uh, Telstra has hit a milestone uh, for Internet of Things. Now, you may be wondering what things are. That's how it reads. That's the title of the article. Uh, now, Telstra surpasses a million connected devices. Telstra has talked up its IT solutions cloud, claiming to have surpassed one million machine-to-machine -machine services in operation. The milestone makes Telstra the largest M2M provider in Australia. Mm, the Telco claimed. So, that you know, they're claiming that one. We'll claim that. According to Telstra... Uh, M2M gives the business assets the power to communicate directly with each other, automating day-to-day -day tasks that free up your workforce to get on with more important tasks. These services include 26,000, which is a small amount compared to the million, but anyway, they, they include, you know, 26,000 handheld scanners for Australia Post, parking solutions to the city of Perth. There you go, Shane. They're all they're M2Ms uh, over there in the little parking coppers. Or solutions or whatever. And a thousand self-service... Thank you very much, Telstra, for contributing to my parking fines. Yeah, that's right. The parking fines are going up because they've got to pay for uh, the Telstra cloud. Uh, and a thousand self-service trailer hire kiosks for move-yourself trailers. Well, I'm, I'm glad... A thousand, you know, I'm, I'm glad they got a mention in such a... Out of the million, I'm glad they've got a mention. It's good, isn't it? All right, now Apple admits to iPhone 5S bad batch. Can you believe it? <gasps> I know. <laughs> Hold your breath. Apple has admitted to a batch of its premium iPhone 5S suffers from a battery fault. The company said it will replace the affected phones. Well, good on you. You probably had no choice. The problem is thought to be limited to more than a few thousand phones. To know more than a few thousand, one user said the phone 5S battery is awful. I went from 100% to 0% twice yesterday and didn't even use it much. It drains just sitting idle. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor baby. OMG. <laughs> poor baby. All right, so the, oh, so the batteries, they're no good in a few, about a thousand phones. Well, that's no good. That's all right. You can just take it out and put another one in, right? That's right. Look, I've got a picture. Oh, no, you can't do it. <laughs> no, but I tell you, you, you could send one down to Michael at ithelpforyou.com.au. Yeah. There's a cross promotion for you, Michael. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Ching. Uh, now, who who's got another? Who's got a story? Warlock, you, you give us give us two of your best. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Motorola has unveiled Project Ara, an open source initiative for mo modular smartphones, with the goal to do for hardware what the Android platform has done for software. They're going to create an ecosystem that uh, third-party companies can develop individual components for your phone, such as uh, battery, camera, screen, etc. And you can just plug in the bits that you want as you buy them. Uh, Motorola will be working with phone blocks, which recently showed off a similar ambitious concept for modular smartphones. And it says it's planned to engage with phone blocks community throughout development process and help realize the same idea with technical expertise. So that sounds all right. So, so you'd be able to just buy different, what, screens and backs and buttons and stuff. Is that what it's all about? Yeah. So if you've got it, Buy a cheap device with like 720 screen. Later on, you want to upgrade, whack on a 1080 once you've saved up for it. Or if nice. you've got a, you know, five megapixel camera, you save a bit of money. Or someone buys you for Christmas a 13 megapixel camera, you just unplug it, plug in the new one, and away you go. Chuck it in. Yeah, that sounds all right. Is that something you'd be so into? saying on um, tech news today, though? What happens if you drop the phone? <laughs> there's a million different pieces you have to plug back in together. 
Yeah, it's just got a rubber band around it. Yeah. <laughs> Crosswise. <laughs> it was like, no, you get a case for it. Yeah, but it's still going to... Yeah. <laughs> I've seen those Nokias when people are running along and their old Nokia phone falls out. And you get the back of it and then the battery falls out and then the front of it and they all go all over the place. Every yeah, what's happening when you're running across the road in rush hour and then suddenly your phone is in a hundred pieces. <laughs> it reminds me of when I was a bit younger, I was uh, trying to fix a gearbox for, for my car. And then so I pulled the gearbox out, had it up on the on the bench there and then had a little inspection hatch. I opened the inspection hatch and I was looking around and I touched a couple of things inside it and all the little gears and things just went, Pring! <laughs> and I went, <laughs> no. Help! <laughs> <laughs> so after I picked them all up, I, had to, oh, I think my dad come around and helped me put it all back together again. So lucky me. It's all right. You always have a couple of extra pieces left over there, spare parts. Always. Always. No matter what you're doing, there's always something left over. I wondered why I could never go into third gear. But anyway, <laughs> um, what else is going on there, Warlock? What else you got? After less than a month off the air, BitTorrent search engine ISO Hunt is back with a fresh new look hosted out of Australia of all places. That's how it's last been reported time. that the new ISO Hunt is back online at isohunt.2 after Gary Fong pulled the plug on the original site earlier to avoid it being replicated in such a way as this. History, however, is a way of repeating itself. Uh, the site has even been hosted out of Australia beside, despite being a top-level domain registered as a torrent site rather than com or com AU. Yeah, so that's well, interesting. What was the... Did, According to... Yeah, so I was going to say, did you know the URL? Yeah, we did that, isohunt.2. Well, let's have a you. look. Is it, I wonder if it's live. According to server records, it's now registered to an address in Beaumaris, Victoria. So I wonder how well that's going to go. Well, it's not going to last very long, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be taken down in five seconds. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. This is what I what it's so ISO hunt dot to. Yeah. Oh, this this is this is my, that's me. Uh, no. <laughs> Bit Malware. <laughs> Bitfender antivirus free edition has blocked this page. Malware detected. Access to this page has been blocked. There you go. You're not allowed to download those naughty torrents. No. So I think I will go to that page once when I load up my VM. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just check it out that way. I'm having a look. It's this. It's got a uh, forum there. Looks like it's running on a CMS of some sort. Maybe um, PHPBB. It's got um, news on the front page. Drupal. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we know how great that one is. is yeah, it's got stats. Everything. Any torrents? Or just the blog? Um, anime, software, games, adult mm. movies, music, other series and TV shows. Oh, there you yep. go. There you go. Why, why, like, if he's just, he just paid him $100 million, uh, uh, you know, in a settlement, why would you open it back up again? Like, seriously. Somebody else wants to go and they know the site's going to be popular because everyone's going to go there. Yeah, well, I suppose, like, he's had $100 million in a settlement. Like, how, how much money would they have raked in? Anyway. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Shano. Do your best. Hello. <laughs> right, Hello. I'm going to go with the theme of the mobile phone thing and do my story about um, using multiple SIMs because one of the things actually affected me in the last couple of weeks. Okay. So it's a story that um, gives you five reasons that you should consider using uh, multiple SIMs with your mobile phone. Number one is to cut down on roaming bills. So basically what they're saying there is that instead of taking your Australian SIM with you overseas like I did, 
um, you should get a SIM card in the country that you're traveling to. But I tried doing that, but do you think I could find one anywhere within the first couple of days that I was there? And after that, I thought, oh, well, no point. I yeah, started. right. So what you couldn't um, find, no... you couldn't buy a SIM that, uh, that sued your phone. Couldn't you get the hotels when they've sold them or anything? No, the hotels definitely didn't. Um, there's nothing at the airport. Um, and because we took bloody transfer buses and coaches and that everywhere, it's not like I could say to the driver, boy, can you stop at the shop down the road? You could have said you had um, to pee. (laughs) At a phone shop. Or worse. You know, he didn't want that in the bus, did he? (laughs) So no, okay, Um, right. I believe that... believe that they sold them at um places like 7-elevens and all that kind of stuff and we did have a 7-eleven next to us or yeah next door to us in the hotel in disneyland um but by then i mean wi-fi is everywhere pretty much over there anyway so we just used skype everywhere the only yeah. time that that was a bit of a hassle and um i had to use my regular phone it was again when it was a bit choppy so i'd use my regular phone to confirm a few things right um but i've got the bill and you know that was only an extra Worked out that would be an extra 30 bucks or something. Oh, that's not too bad. You could live with that. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. So moving on, point number well, number two reason to consider multiple SIMs is to manage data costs in Australia. What they're saying here is that um, you can have, uh, they're basically saying if you're traveling around Australia and um, there's obviously not Wi-Fi or anything anywhere, get another SIM purely doing uh, for the data part of it. And, um, and you know, swap it as you kind of go. Mm. Uh, point three is to improve battery life. It goes on to sort of talk about tethering and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not really sure what the connection with multiple SIMs and improving your battery life is. Because if you've got, if you've got yeah. a SIM in your phone, it's going to drain your battery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and I suppose if you've, got, sure about that if you've got two, you can only have one activated at the same, at once. Is that right? Well, you can only yeah. They have one in the phone at once. There are some phones, Asian phones, I believe. I don't. I've never seen any over here, where you can actually put two SIMs in the one phone. Mm. Yeah, you can get a dual SIM card and put two of them in, and then plug it in the same slot. Yeah, I think we had a story last week about something like that, or the week before. Yeah. Something yeah, they got like a lot of adapters on uh, eBay for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, number four, uh, because you don't now need multiple plans. So now that you now that Telstra have offered that sharing data plan thing, basically that what they're suggesting here is that running multiple SIMs doesn't necessarily mean managing multiple plans. Telstra now offers data sharing across multiple SIMs, um, and Optus is doing a similar thing. And, um, yeah, so they're basically saying that, you know, have one SIM purely for phone calls, another SIM for data or or sharing and across. Like, if you've only got three gig on one SIM and three gig on the other and that's clearly not enough and you want six mm. or ten or whatever, you can share that. Check another one in. Uh, the last one, because you don't necessarily need multiple devices. So this is basically the, the inverse of that. Um, instead of having one device um, per SIM, you can just have the one device and put multiple sims in it yeah nice yeah yeah look uh yeah I'll, yeah unless you're going overseas i don't think i've got a need for that but i'll, I'll keep that in mind I'll keep that in the you know but especially as you said if it's hard to get the the chip the chips the sims when you go overseas i'll keep that one in mind too whenever whenever the only other thing that i was going to say about that is um australia post were offering a travel sim oh, okay. and i went and inquired about it and before i left 
And the girl there basically talked me out of it. She said that, you know, that the data costs are through the roof. And also with the phone calls, it's almost like you, you're calling to an operator and then they connect the call. Apparently what she says is you call the number, the number oh, okay. rings, yep. it then drops out and then it rings you back and there's some sort of, you know, yep. person connecting the call kind of thing. Yeah, that's a service. I've heard of that service before where that happens, where you ring a number and then it rings you back. Yes, I have heard of that. So uh, they obviously must be from the same crew, I think, that are yeah. doing that. All right. Uh, William Lowe, he is the man behind the IBM PC. Remember that old clunker? Uh, he has passed away uh, earlier this month. In 1980, old Bill had the idea to start a lab to create personal computers. So it's not the original, not the original um, coining of the phrase, of the term PC. The PCs were obviously already out. And then there's also Apple II was already out in the marketplace. But old Billy, he decided to move the big blue giant, steer it a little bit, you know, turn the big big blue around a bit to map the, into the personal computer direction. And he did it in a single year. Uh, in 1981, uh, the team managed to release the IBM personal computer dubbed the 5150. Now, look, I should have I should have pulled a picture of that up for you. Let me have a look at this. IBM 51. Oh, see, this new PC. It's got so now they, so now they've got out of it and outsourced it to one over and took over. That's what now? That's what they've done? Yeah. 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 That's right. Now, look, here's a picture for those on the video. Is that the 5150? The old XT machine. Look at that baby. Whoa. Now, it was by, yeah, uh, so blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, unfortunately, old Bill, he, how old was he? He wasn't that old. He was 72 or something. Not not old. Had a heart attack. Poor yeah. Mm, no good. Uh, IBM, yeah, so apparently a computer, you, IBM built a computer at the time, would cost $9 million and need 60 people to run it. So he's what, how he, this is how he's turned the, the big blue around. The PC created by uh, Billy and his team changed that using non-proprietary components and featuring open architecture. It cost $1,600 and ran MS-DOS 1.0. So it was an immediate success and overtook Apple's model, top-selling model at the time. In 1988, Lowe moved to Xerox and also provided backing to Steve Jobs when he was working at the next uh, platform after leaving Apple. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go, poor, poor old Bill. My uncle had a XT all those years ago. He used to run WordPerfect on it. And oh, yes. That was when I first saw a virus was the stoned virus was he got on his computer somehow. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember the XTs. I had one. They were heavy. I'm not sure what the yep. size of the hard drives were, but they were something like 30 centimetres by about 20 centimetres. <laughs> they were huge. They were heavy. And they only, had, they only held 20 meg. So, geez, things have changed, yep, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> they were clunkers. My first one was 386 SX25. Uh, oh, yeah. 128 meg MFM hard drive. It was before IDE came out. Oh, geez. I don't think I remember that far back with IBMs. I didn't go. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember back that far, you young whippersnappers. Although I, although I had an XT, uh, that was after I sort of entered the IBM compatible world, and I, I entered the IBM compatible. Get off my lawn <laughs> with a uh, DX forty or something, something like that. I can't ah. remember. It was a four eight six DX one hundred or something. I can't remember. But anyway, it was yeah. That's where I started. What about Jane? Where's his reminiscing? What was your uh, first one? 
I know that I went back to a, it was a three eight six. Um, I want to say that it had thirty three in the name. So I don't know. SX thirty three. SX thirty three. Let's see if we get a photo yeah. of an SX SX thirty three. IBM SX thirty three. I remember. I think I remember a three eight six running. Oh, there we go. Look at that baby. Oh, here's an actual IBM one. Here, look at this one. I remember these. Nice. Yeah. Yep, yep, I remember those. I think, oh, geez, I, when I had mine, I, I tried OS, what do they, what do they call it, their OS system they had? OS 2. Yeah, that's OS right, two, OS yeah. 2, that's right. OS 2 Warp! That's warp right. Warp Factor 9. And I think it even came with the promise that it was Windows compatible, but from memory, I could never get Windows stuff working <laughs> on it, so I ditched it in the yeah. end, ditched it. All right, now, uh, Dell users. Does your computer smell like urine? Well, <laughs> it may do. What a story. Fair income. A, a number of Dell users have complained that their Latitude 6430U Ultrabooks smell of urine. That's crazy. Cat urine. Yeah, cat urine. <laughs> <laughs> Dell engineers have ruled out biological contamination. That's <laughs> <laughs> And said the smell was not a health hazard. Well, thankfully, just smelling <laughs> urine while you work. That's nice, isn't it? Um, yeah. The problem lay in the manufacturing process. <laughs> I'm sure it did. You know what happens <laughs> when you go to a restaurant and you complain about your food? That's when you, <laughs> This is, you know, you can imagine what goes on in these, in these companies, you know. <laughs> They're working them too hard and the, the workers just go, oh, teach Dell. <laughs> <laughs> The problem lay in the manufacturing process, which has, now, which has now changed, the company said. Users affected by the issue should send their laptop back for replacement parts. Not about parts, I want a whole new laptop. A whole new laptop. <laughs> how do they know which part the urine got onto? I don't know. How, how, do, how does it get packaged with that smell and nobody noticed? Oh, the whole place smells of urine. That's probably didn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not allowed to go to the toilet. They're on such time restraints. They probably just got buckets underneath their assembly desks or something. Yeah, uh, somebody spilt it, right? <laughs> kick the bucket. <laughs> the smell is not related to uh, cat urine or any other type of biological contaminant, nor is it a health hazard. Yeah. Dell support technician Steve B said. No last name, just D Steve B. Uh, there's probably yeah, he a lot doesn't of... want anyone emailing him, does he? <laughs> Steve B at Dell.com. Yeah, they they started sending him little vials of cat urine. <laughs> the that problem... sounds vile. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it does, yeah. The problem was related to the manufacturing, and they've been sold, he said. If you order an E6430U now, it will not have the smell. All right. So but... the U stood for urine, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Must have. 643. Let's have a, get a picture of 6430U. Let's have a look and see what they look like. Oh, I can, I'm doing. I can do all this now. See, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the that's the yellow edition. There we go. Uh, Just like a little normal Dell latitude, doesn't it? But yeah, yep. but geez, what a story, eh? Stinks of urine. Reminds me of that Seinfeld episode. Will would probably say because it's got eight Windows eight on it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But that, that's a crack That's up. what the problem is. Put Windows 7 back on there, she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll be right. I just smell, smell like all shit. 
Uh, who we who uh, Warlock? Give us another another two, yes. please. Yes. It's a financial windfall nerd dreams are made of. A Norwegian man who bought twenty five dollars of bitcoins in two thousand nine found four years later that his off the cuff investment had ballooned to a fortune worth eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Story starts when Christopher Koch was a student researching a paper about encryption. He came across the online currency Bitcoin, thought it seemed like a novel idea, and bought about 150 kroners worth, about $25 by today's conversion rates. Then he forgot about it. <laughs> and uh, fast forward to the spring when Bitcoin's been all over the news, so he thought he'd check it out again and remembered his password, logged in, found out that he had 5,000 coins now. And it was worth $850,000. Wow. He exchanged a fifth of the treasure trove for cash and used that to buy an apartment in a posh Oslo neighborhood. Kosh said his girlfriend has long criticized his habit of buying technology-related odds and ends that he never ends up using. But now she'll let him buy what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't have Bitcoins. Has anyone here got a Bitcoin? No. You don't mine for him, Warlock? No, these days... Uh, Earlier in the early days, you were fine, but these days you have to have like a bank of computers running twenty four seven, and the cost of the electricity just to generate enough of a bitcoin mm. uh, takes a very long time, and uh, would be offset by the amount of electricity that you go through. So, if you work at a uni and you've got thousands of computers there, you can stick it on like somebody did years ago when uh, they had that SETI program that you could put on your computer and help find aliens. Yep. Some guy got sent to, uh, got kicked out of the uni and charged because uh, they wondered where all their bandwidth would go, was going to and they found out he was doing that. Mining. So, yeah, if you had a, had that many computers. But people are buying, you know, racks of computers and running it off the um, graphics card because it's got a stronger processor than the CPU. But just to generate one Bitcoin takes a very, very long time now. It's just not worth it anymore. Mm. Well, apparently, and, and further to your story, a record Bitcoin payment of $1 million spent on a new mining hardware. So someone's got these Bitcoins because they're spending them. Yep. Uh, BitPay, a company that lets businesses accept payments in the Bitcoin currency, has just processed its first US $1 million transaction. The money was spent on the new Bitcoin mining hardware sold by Butterfly Labs. Now, this company's in Kansas City. I want to go home. That makes specialized computers used to unlock new Bitcoins and help manage the Bitcoin network. So they spent a million dollars, a million Bitcoins on a machine that is hoping to find more Bitcoins, to mine more Bitcoins. <laughs> so cool. Uh, able to uh, so they said it's able to keep the base. Oh, oh! I think I put that in the wrong section. Oh, next next story, Warlock. <laughs> oh, went on to another. I'm, not, I'm thinking, on. what does that mean? But that belongs to the next story of mine. So I've I've copied and pasted into the wrong thing. So, <laughs> bear bitcoins. Yeah, no. good on yous. Now <laughs> next story, Warlock. Blackberry's uh, Blackberry Messenger app was downloaded 10 million times within 24 hours. But at least on Android, some of its many positive reviews seem to come from a less than savory source. The, uh, all the, most of the reviews had, thank you so much, BlackBerry team. I was waiting this app. It's really great, user-friendly and smooth. And uh, unfortunately, one guy managed to accidentally copy and paste the whole email that he'd received to uh, put this review on there. <laughs> Dear Mr. Ahmed, please post the following comments on the new BlackBerry Messenger app. Thank you so much, BlackBerry team. As well. <laughs> so uh, obviously somebody has been emailing them. BlackBerry says it's definitely not them. 
Uh, they don't know where they came from. They said it's guaranteed that there was 10 million downloads of their app, but they don't know where the um, reviews came from or why somebody would want to promote their product in such a way. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was a bit crazy, but uh, yeah, all, all the emails came from... These reviews came from Dodgy Brothers! Dodgy, dodgy, dodgy! Yeah, all from uh, such and such dot ru, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Shane, give us another couple of yours. Alrighty, uh, I'm going to go with an NBN story. Oh. Didn't have one in for a while. Uh, wiped off fibre map. Thousands of homes deleted from the NBN rollout maps. Oh. On Monday, there's... Sorry? Yeah, I know. I know. I looked. I'm, I've been wiped off too. Keep going. Oh, really? we, we didn't have a future, so it doesn't matter to us. We were never going to get the damn thing anyway. <laughs> no, you live in Sydney. Tin like can and string, that's all you kids need. Back in my day, we had to do with the dial up with a... <laughs> We didn't Don't know how good internet. you got it. Don't worry about this NBN. No, NBN. It's, anyway, a, it's a TV what station. Says is, um, <laughs> what this story is saying is that they've done some sort of review and if you look at the map, the current map, um, it's a lot different to the map you know, uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, what's his name? Malcolm Turnbull is basically saying that the ones that have been removed were the ones that were... Um, actually in sort of like the planning stages, even though the map may have indicated that they were further down, the tr- further through the process. Yep. Um, so those people weren't really, um, you know, in the, they weren't really in the, in the, um, in the thing to get the NBN mm. anytime soon anyway. So they really, um, yeah, you, you can't miss what you never had. Rabina never yeah, one of my friends in, um, in Victoria said that uh, he was a bit upset about that because they removed his street from the map because they said it was only in the planning stages, but he's actually, he actually knows that they've put NBN in his street. So that was a load of rubbish and he's very upset about it because he knows it was definitely there, but they've taken off the map. Oh, that was just planning. It's like, no, I watched them lay the cable. there. But maybe I'm not getting it. Yeah. But you know, the government left hand, right hand, Maybe it might take the map a bit to catch up or whatever, you know. Maybe if it's already laid, well, they're not going to just not utilise that, surely. They're going to finish it off, you would imagine. Who knows? But, but yeah, we I mean, were... they got, um, they got uh, Telstra is suing them for $100 million now. So. Oh, what are they doing? Why are they getting sued? Telstra claims that the payments, uh, it's, uh, the NBN was using Telstra's pits and ducts to connect homes to its network. So uh, the NBN was going to give them some money, but Telstra claims the payments should date back to 2011 when the companies first agreed on the deal. But the NBN claims that she had only that backdate to 2012 when the contract was formally agreed on. So now they're going to court to figure out uh, how much money that uh, Telstra should get from the NBN Co for using its uh, pits and stuff. Yeah, but, well, uh, I did see an interesting story today that was saying that the rollout uh, delays um, not caused so much by the politics, but um, by the, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> the delays. Well, t- while you think about the, your delays, I'll tell you, Rabina was on the map and it was on the map to be uh, started next June. But now today, when you look at the MBN map, there is just nothing. 
<laughs> there's no there's no start date. It just seems that there looks like a couple of new estates around the Goldie are going to get us. Um, but look, look, let's just hope that this like it's not just going to stop and we're going to be left with what we've got. I think like the you know the the Liberals have got a plan. It's just it's even if it's fibre to the node. Um, you know, that's still going to be better than I, th- than I think than what we've got. So there's still going to be something. And to get fibre from the node to the home, it's probably going to cost, if you really need it or want it, it pro- might cost you a couple of grand, I think, of what I've, what I've heard. But, but, you know, we'll see what happens when that, when that happens. But, yeah, Rabina's gone. We're finished. You're gone. Um, did, you, did you remember what you were going to say, Warlock, or you just bleh. I'll get back to it shortly. <laughs> Brains. Had a brain melt. But... <laughs> uh, Shane, uh, next story, please. Uh, all right, I'll do the Adobe one. At the start of October, Adobe quietly explained that hackers had acquired data from, uh, from 3 million of its customers' accounts. Now it admits that the number is actually in excess of 38 million. Oh, they got Adobe that many admitted... customers. <laughs> Adobe has admitted that the hackers have snatched over 38 million Adobe IDs and encrypted passwords along with credit card information reports wow. from Reuters, uh, as opposed to Reuters as what was said last <laughs> week, apparently. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just that's how you say things. <laughs> Adobe spokeswoman Heather Edel uh, told Reuters that the company believes that the attackers obtained access to many invalid Adobe ID, inactive Adobe IDs, uh, Adobe IDs with invalid encrypted passwords and test account data. But the neatly squirm, uh, but they, but that neatly squirms out of the fact that many customers will have have will have had authentic details snatched too. While it's a relief that the passwords are encrypted, there's no guarantee that the data um, is of no use to hackers, signalled by the fact that Adobe has sent out the warning email to affected customers. Hmm. So I haven't received anything from them, which is a good hmm. thing. Look, I got, a, I got a bogus debit on my credit card the other day, and I thought $91.30 or something. And I thought, oh, what is this? You know, And this is just my little bit of a poff for this week. And we haven't heard that term for a while, have we? A poff. Yep. The, the poff, for those that don't know, is, is the piss-off factor. So, of course, it pisses you off. It's a factor that, that doesn't quite sit properly with you. Probably like the Dell E640U. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I had this little debit on the card, and it, and the, 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 it was ticket tech. Right, and I'm thinking I haven't bought no tickets. I don't go to shows. What is this? And I went to the ticket tech site. Do you know there's no phone number on the ticket tech site? There's just no phone number. A place that sells tickets. <laughs> yeah. Do they? How are you supposed to buy tickets? Are you in a drawer? They ring you when they think that you might want to go or what? But you can't. You can't ring Good these idea. people. You can't ring them. So anyway, but I finally found out what's going on. I actually I did find their phone number. I went to the yellow pages. Can you believe it? I went to the yellow pages and found Ticket Tech's phone number. Come on! So I, I, rang, him. <laughs> I rang him. And it's because I, I, it, was a legit, it turned out to be a legitimate transaction. I, re, I uh, renewed my membership with the, the, the Sharkies Footy Club and it came up on the statement as Ticket Tech. <laughs> and as soon as she said, uh, did you rejoin a, mem- rejoin a membership or something? I went, oh, yeah. But like, why? Why not come up sharks or or something? Why come up ticket tech? 
Yeah. But anyway, that's my poff. But uh, but talking talking about Telstra. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The the NBN. Yeah. Oh they yeah. Said it's because of uh, the asbestos and not all the political stuff. Oh. Okay. Right. Right. Well, we'll just wind up on Telstra here because I've just got one tiny one here. It, Telstra is to back up. Oh, hang on. I'll start that again. <laughs> That's not how beep, it sounded. Beep, beep. Telstra's back up. <laughs> Telstra to back up base stations with fuel cells. So here's something else. Telstra is so fat that when it backs up, it makes beeping noises. <laughs> so here's another something. Here's another ugly oh, I saw for everyone to have a look at. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be a few complaints. Thank you about for that. transitioning away from my face after you said that. <laughs> Here's another ugly eyesore. Oh, crap, it's got Warlock's face on there. Quick, quick. Okay, there we go. Telstra will deploy fuel cells as an alternative to backup battery arrays at mobile base stations and small telephone exchanges. Telstra has included fuel cell technology as the standard backup power source for sites that consume less than 5 kilowatts an hour, able to keep the base station running for over two days, more than six times longer than a battery-based backup system would have allowed a Telstra spokesman called Romano said. I remember a news story a while ago about uh, somebody who wanted us proposing that for uh, mobile phones so that when it ran oh. out of battery, you could just top up the fuel cell. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, there's lots of uh, technology going on around there. If you want to keep up to date with technology, yeah, there's a show on the ABC too called The Science of Doctor Who. It's, it's great. <laughs> It's about all the technology and stuff. That's cool. Now, listen, do you like listening to podcasts? And if you do, jump on to uh, com. Now, you can download a Shoutcast app on your iPhone or your Android or whatever, on your iPad or even on your desktop, or listen to it straight through the URL, uh, com. That's Aussie as in A-U-S-S-I-E, techradio.com. And uh, look, there's 24-7 tech shows, tech webcasts. There's... Uh, uh, two boys talking tech or something like that. Geeks TV. There's heaps of them. There's even a, a Des. It does a, a tells you how to use and and LinkedIn. You know to gain exposure and to, to help you network yourself around the place. So like there's a there's a few good uh, shows and only the current ones are on each week and the new shows come on each Friday. But you know if you're interested in the show, you hear one that you like and you want to go back and see what previous episodes are on, yeah well you obviously you just go to iTunes and bang oh subscribe. <laughs> just like that. Easy peasy. So um and also thanks to the tech webcast boys because we replay their show each week before our show live. On Thursday night, so why not jump into Tech Night Thursday nights from seven? Well, Aussie Tech Heads is from seven thirty Queensland time, and so I suppose depends on how long their show goes for. But normally at seven o'clock Queensland, if you jump onto AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash live, you will find something, some show, some video show to do with tech. Okay, but we're on at seven thirty. Make sure you're there at seven thirty for sure. Finish your tea. Hurry up. Gulp, gulp. All right, where, where are we up to? Warlock, you got any more? Sydney's Marrickville Council will offer up to 200 meg of free Wi-Fi per user per day in several municipal parks, making good on a two-year plan. Council quietly revealed last week it had bought services online at Camperdown Memorial Rest Park, Newtown Square, Enmore Park, Alex Trevelyan Plaza, the Debbie, the Debbie and Abbey Bordia Community Recreation Centre and Steel Park. Steel so that's Park. That's pretty nice. Is that you? Park. Is that you sitting there Warlock, in the, under the tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Wi-Fi service is free for all users at all times, the council said in a statement. The session limit is currently one hour or 200 megabytes, whichever comes first. So that's not too bad. Yeah, 200 megs is not much, though. You couldn't really do 
too much. Check your emails. Do your Facebook and check a couple of emails. Yeah, but that's all right. Save, save you a bit of money from the uh, internet cafes if you're just traveling through mm. or something like that. They have a same sort of thing at Parramatta as well. Now, is, is public Wi-Fi really that dangerous, in your opinion? Like, really that, uh, yeah, unse- well, it's unsecured. The speed you get in the amount of data. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Uh, you're not getting any ISO hunt bit torrents through that thing. <laughs> No way. Well, if it's not anything like the McDonald's Wi-Fi, you just sit out there and you wait for it to load one single page of something. It's like, okay, I give up. Back to my 3G. Oh, my God, look, there it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. The, the public Wi-Fi is not the best, but I suppose if you if you really, really need it, oh, yeah, go and, have a, go and get it. Uh, any more, Warlock? Where else are you going? Uh, Where are you sure. Going yes, uh, Google is going to uh, auto-awesome your videos. Currently, if you uh, take photos and you upload them to Google+, it will, uh, aut- and you have auto-autumn turned on, it'll auto-awesome them, which means <laughs> that uh, it'll uh, do a lot of changes, uh, make it brighter, change the colouring, saturation, that sort of thing, so your photos look nice. And if it finds a few that appear to be taken in the same place around the same time, it'll turn it into an animated GIF automatically for you. And now they're going to be doing that with uh, mobile video, video editing. The uh, Google has introduced a very robust video editing feature to blur the lines between desktop editing and mobile. The best part is Google will start doing this automatically, like they do with the pictures that can be made into a GIF. Google Plus will now start alerting you that it's made a video montage in the same vein. Google is noting that they have an algorithm that can detect how the video should be spliced and arranged too. And wow. you live your life, take your pictures and videos, and Google make a little home movie for you. You that, can change it later if you want to. That must be some algorithm, eh? Like you thought, yep. you thought algebra was hard at school. Like those guys got hand skills and work at Google. I'm telling you. Oh, imagine all the squiggles in that in that formula. <laughs> be crazy, It'd be crazy, upside down, Miss Jane. A lot of big white woods there. <laughs> yes. That's right. Unfettered snails. And you got, you got, um, yeah, you go, hurry up, get that finished, <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> All right, uh, Shane, what, what else, where are you going? What else have we got from you? Uh, I might do my Google Plus story. Oh, I've got one too. Uh, so... Hey, sorry? I've got one too. Google Plus. Um, yeah, as long as <laughs> not the same one. Uh, Google Plus allows custom profile URLs now. Uh, mm. It's a story about how um, if you meet particular criteria, which is, 10 plus followers um, and your account has been active for 30 days, you'll see notification on the top of your Google Plus page or profile. Um, and then the article basically goes on and gives you instructions on how you can. I got um, mine today. Yay. I actually looked in at the email. I got an email and actually came into like the promotions or forum or whatever. They filter stuff through in the Gmail and I was bored. So I was having a look through those to see what I'd missed. And it said, you can now claim your custom vanity URL. So I went in there and grabbed uh, google.com slash plus Jason Noakley. Yeah, it's nice. And I got, I got plus Glenn Goodman. How easy is that? Hey, eh? that's good. Did you get nice. Shane Johnson, Shane? No, because I was looking at this story and I'm thinking, how is it different to like what it already is? Because I'm sure that at the google moment plus... you go to Google plus your account profile will be plus.google.com slash user profile slash one, one, three, eight, four, seven, nine, three, eight, two, six. Yeah, put that Doesn't on. Doesn't have the name in there anywhere. No, but but you should. Have you been offered it yet? I don't think. I think you got to wait till you're offered, don't you? You don't just yep. 
get it. So luckily, because that was the that wasn't the first one that came through for me, because I've got the Aussie Tech Heads page as well, and like I've got one, I've got a. I'm getting so confused with all these Google accounts because they make you they make you do a plus page for, for everything. Like I had one for Aussie Tech Heads, and it was for the podcast, yep. and then I wanted to build it out, you know, for um say for what I do up here, the little local PC repairs and stuff. And, uh, but I couldn't do that because it wasn't a local business Google plus page. So then I had to re- then I had to start again and do another one. So I've got the, all these pages. I don't know where I am, but, uh, uh, but when they offered me the one for Aussie tech heads, they, they, you know, they say, Oh, we try and give you a unique URL and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, so, um, and something easy that relates and close to your name. But how's this? And you can't change these URLs either. You, you get offered the URL, you can't change it. Like you can't. Add, I could have. You can't. Wayne had the option on there. Do you want this URL or do you want to uh, make up your own? Type in what here you would like to change it to. Oh, I didn't get that. Well, maybe. I don't know if they have to approve it or anything, but uh, it did say on there we've uh, auto uh, suggest uh, Jason Oakley for your profile name, but you mm. could pick something else. Click here to change it if you didn't like that one. Well, the, what, what I'm getting to, the, and I'll get to the point of the story, <laughs> is that the Aussie Tech Heads, the URL that couldn't be changed that they recommended for me was Aussie Tech Heads AU. And I thought, I'm going to change that. <laughs> I, think the, uh, I think the Aussie sort Aussie of... Aussie Tech Aussie. <laughs> yeah, Aussie Tech Heads Aussie. Aussie Tech Heads Aussie. Hey, welcome. <laughs> It's We're a... from the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have your PIN number number ready. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys. It's them. It's them guys. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, sorry, Shane, have you finished with the, your, your profile? Uh, yeah, basically the story has the instructions on how you um, go about doing it. And it does say at the bottom, once you've approved the URL um, to be linked to your Google Plus page or profile, be sure everything is exactly the way you want it. Uh, once the URL has been approved, you can't request to change it. Mm. Well, like maybe it was different for the personal URLs, but for the uh, for the pages, maybe you couldn't change. Oh, I didn't get the option. I googled, I looked at it, I looked for it for a little while, didn't get the option. So anyway, anyway, moving on. I can live with that. Uh, Google Plus popularity jumps. Now, this is this is a report from Google, but 540 million monthly users, so it's uh, getting there. According to Google, the number of monthly monthly active users has jumped from 390 million in May to 540 million today. So I think, uh, look, the good thing about the Google Plus, I think, and what's probably really driving the popularity here is that you know if you want a nice little search engine result on Google that's got your little phone number and your little address and everything you know in you know mixed say if you're a doctor and you want to be you know mixed with all the other doctors you need a Google Plus page and then you get mixed up and you get the little the little you know the the pin with your address and the map and all that sort of stuff you need a plus page so obviously everyone's going to go out and get a plus page uh, just for that reason so with 540 million active uh, active across Google each month 300 million people Active in just a... What? Anyway, more than 1.5 billion photos uploaded every week. How's that? 1.5 billion. Nice. Mm. Uh, the Google Plus community is growing faster than the blah, blah, blah. Google is also blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah, so it now... Oh, how's this? Yeah, so with their pictures, as you were talking about pictures before, and I was just saying, Google also is using its expertise in search to make it easier for users to find the one photo they're looking for out of thousands that they've taken. Google Plus now recognises 1,000 different objects, including sunsets, snowmen, 
So you, that'll come in handy in Australia. So users can type in a search for the photo they're looking for in their photo library. I hope they move that algorithm to Picasa. That'd be good. Other photo updates include automatic enhancements, and I think that's what Jace was on about, tools for editing on the go and the ability to erase unwanted moving objects, such as a car in the background from a photo. Hmm. Nice. All right. Uh, I think that's... Oh, I've got one more story, but Jace, did you have any more? That's it for me. Oh, that's it. Shane, did you have any more? Yeah, I had a couple more Google ones. Oh, go, go. While well, we're on the Google train. Um, all right. So chocolate, chocolate, the chocolate, next chocolate. Google one that I will do. I didn't realize you're going to do me next. Oh, all right. I'll do the Google Glass one. I'll do you anything? Uh, Google Glass Mark II. Not much looks different um, on the second coming of the world's favorite fun, uh, fictional wearable Google Glass, except that um, hulking earbud. So if you have, if you bring up the photo, Glenn, basically it's Google Glass Mark One with um, like a big hearing aid attached. <laughs> uh, What'd you say? What was that? You have to speak up. <laughs> oh, was that ringing? Yeah, um... It's too loud. Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> me, me bone is vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is, that's unsightly. Yes. But then again, is, yeah. the other ones had uh, bone conducting uh, vibrations for the audio. It still has. The um, story goes on to say the new version of Glass is slightly more polished and hopefully better um, specs than the first version uh, given out to the Glass Explorers. The only major change is a port underneath the arm of uh, the new 3.5 millimeter earbud. Presumably, bone conduction audio isn't um, the loudest thing in the world. So Google added, so that kind of implies that the other thing's still there, the option to plug a single bud in for the, for the ear. That's not a bud. There was a uh, woman in the US who got um, pulled over by the cops and charged yesterday for driving with Google Glass on. So be careful. Yeah, right. What, what sort of why? Are they saying... It's not like a mo- as a distraction. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. So it's not a mobile phone. Well, I suppose it could be, but it's not, you know, like it's not, your hands are still on the, the wheel. So are they saying you're allowed to have Bluetooth to speak without, you know, without holding the phone? So Probably some of that newfangled technology they didn't understand. Probably, probably. Well, if, they, if they did it for obstruction, like a visual thing, that's basically saying that they've done it for having dice dangling off of a rear vision mirror. Yeah, well, that's um, yeah. illegal too. Not supposed to have those. <laughs> no, you got some Shane. You Doesn't got... stop them from having it. But <laughs> have you got you got some fluffy dye Shane on your car? No, I haven't seen them. Uh, yeah, you, you get the odd Tirana that will buzz by that's still got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you yeah, I had a pair back in the day. I had a little pet little yeah, blue bear. Pair anymore? <laughs> no. No, you grow up. You grow up, <laughs> you grow up, you get married, and you lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> fluffy dice goes. Yeah, I've lost me fluffy dice. Fluffy That's goes. Funny now. Fluffy goes the way of the floppy. <laughs> Extinct. <laughs> so, all right. Where are we yeah, going? They got drugs for that. <laughs> See what happens when Shane comes back. <laughs> oh, mate, it's all too hard. So <laughs> that's another thing that I saw on on TV while I was over there. Every second ad was for some ailment and you know, <laughs> medication for this ailment. But, You're all dying. Uh, Give us your money. Yeah. Well, it's big yeah. business, isn't oh, it? They're a sick lot over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why they want to take drugs. But anyway, uh, Steve Jobs' house. 
has been named a historic resource. There you go. I think I've got a picture of Steve Jobs' house somewhere. I don't know why I would have one, but I do. There we go. There it is. And this is his house he grew up in. Any changes to the modest ranch-style house in Los Altos, which is already a tourist attraction, and I'm sure that's probably not, not pronounced correctly, uh, uh, will now be subjected to review by the commission. So if you want to make any alterations, you got you got to go and ask them. It's all no wonder the driveway is cracked with all those people walking on it every day. Yeah. Was has walked up and down it a few times. So has... Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah, that'd be it. All right. Wait, what else are we doing? And is that it? Shane, you got any... You got I, any? Got, I got one more. Another Google um, story. It's the one where there's... Um, I've seen a couple of the versions of this story, but basically it's the one where they've um, spotted a couple of Google barges that are floating around off the coast of... Um, off either coast of um, the United States. Right. Everybody's wondering what the strange barge um, with ties to Google is doing docked near San Francisco. Apparently it's off of a place called Treasure Island. The story goes on to say that um, CBS and CNET are suggesting that it might be a floating Google Glass store. Um, first thoughts thought it might have been a, a floating data centre, but everyone seems to think, no, it's, a, it's definitely like a store. Um, and just really quickly, he goes on to say that um, this one was off San Francisco, and then they found another one off the East Coast too, off of a place called where's it gone? Off of the um, off the state of Maine, but I think the actual name of the town, Portland, Portland, Maine. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, but no one really knows what's going on. Oh. Oh, if they don't, no one knows. I don't dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> now, um, quickly, I found one story, Warlock, that you uh, that you might have looked over, and I'd like to know what this is all about because it looks interesting. Road testing the Espresso Go portable car coffee machine. How could we miss that one? That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds awesome. So, did, did you know much about that one? Or not really? Yeah. Is that your story? I, um, you want to. Make your coffee in your car. The Espresso Go looks like a high-tech thermos with an on button, a temperature dial, and 12-volt plug. Lead doubles as a porter filter. Unscrew it, fill the reservoir with 50 ml of cold water, and uh, pop a capsule in, screw the lid back on, plug it in the cigarette lighter, press it on, and it starts brewing for you. Wow. And look, I didn't put a picture up here, but I can show you a picture. That's the best that I can give you. That's all right, isn't it? Sweet. Yeah. Sweet as a nut. That's good. That's good. All right. Put it in your car. That may way you make sure you get your uh, coffee really hot. Yeah, nice, nice work. All right, so that brings us to the end of it. What a what a massive show that was with all those stories. There was like twenty stories or something. It was massive. <laughs> it was massive. All right. Don't get used to it. <laughs> no, don't. But you know, so hopefully you you guys enjoyed it out there. Hopefully you thought it was. Um, let us know. Why, why, why don't you let us know? Uh, just send us feedback or Glenn or uh, Jake Warlock or Jason or Shane or whoever, whatever at AussieTechEdge.com.au. Let us know if you like more stories, less stories, more banter, less banter, whatever. And look, if you want to be on the show. Uh, send me an email if you've got an interesting story and you know a little bit about what you're doing and you've got a, uh, look, you probably have to have an ex uh, external microphone and some headphones. Uh, yeah, give me an email and uh, let's, uh, if you can grab a couple of stories the week that we, we put you on, all the good, all the better and we'll, yeah, join in some banter. So let's let's start uh, mixing it up, eh? Let's let's get some, let's hear for some peeps. Let's hear for some peeps. Aussie right. <laughs> Techheads is hiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for free. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, experience. <laughs> We're doing it for experience. Uh, all work right. experience. That's right. Yeah. How's your work experience going, Shane? Sound good? <laughs> uh, I'm getting experience hard, uh, applying for jobs, but yeah, no experience actually. Yeah. I've only been back jobs. two seconds. You'll be right. Only been back bloody five minutes. All right. So, yeah, uh, true. Yeah, so if you want to uh, join us and uh, join us on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Ed's probably just about every day. There's a free, normally paid for, but free for that day, Android and iOS app. So you want to jump on there and have a look. If you've got either of those devices and you want to expand your app library, well, we put some free ones up every day. And normally you would have to pay for them. But when you see them on the Facebook page, you don't have to pay for them. So quick, go and get them, go and get them. Hurry up, hurry up, go and do it. And you can also get us on the Twitter I'm at uh, at Glenn Goodman, and the other others are as they appeared on their on, on their little lower third there. I can't be bothered saying. Yeah, that. screw you, audio guys. Watch the video, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and don't forget. Yeah, the video is on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I probably should. Yeah, should say the uh, Twitter's or yeah, I should. Well, anyway, we'll do that next week. You know where they are. Um, was I up to? Don't know. The amount that of time was... that it took you to say all that, you could have said. Yeah, right. Oh, go on. War- Warlocks, Jason Warlock. Trade professionals, y'all. Oh, it's, it's going off, Andy. <laughs> at Warlock, W A U L O K, at Shane with a Y, 1973, at Glenn Goodman with two N's on Glenn. How's that? So go and do that. And if you want to just email, the Twitter of the show is at Aussie Tech Heads. So get that in there. There you go. I said it. Now, and also videos on YouTube. Don't forget YouTube uh, if you want a history of the show. Also, Aussie Max Zone Tuesday nights if you want a more in depth sort of understanding about Apple. <laughs> Well, you could try aussiemaxzone.com.au uh, and uh, just just uh, get it in the iTunes. It's easier. There's a video there as well, uh, and both videos of that are up on YouTube, aussietechheads.youtube.com forward slash aussietechheads. So uh, it's everywhere, and also off the videos on the front page of aussietechheads.com.au. That's all, all good. And don't forget the hosting, uh, athwebhosting.com.au. So um, it's great, it's, if I do say so myself. <laughs> There you go. If you need help, if you want if if you're not happy with who you are, give me a ring and I can and maybe be able to help you pull it over or something like that. So you know, nothing's too much trouble, is it? Nothing. All right. Especially if it's cPanel. Oh, how easy cPanel. That's great. Export, stick it on your server. Import done. Done. Easy peasy. Great. All right. Thanks, Warlock. Thanks for coming in. And uh, no we'll see. We'll see you next week. Get that snowball going, and get that's a driver issue probably. But anyway, I'll, I'll set mine up and I'll tell you how it goes on mine. Alrighty. And Shane, thanks for welcome back and thanks for coming in. Yeah, no worries. And I love your background. For those who uh, are on the, can you talk again so I can get you on the screen? Uh, yeah, check one two one two check, there check we one go. two. Why? Uh, there we go. All right, there we go. Look at that, eh? Look at that Halloween. Well, heaps of pumpkins. Yeah, that's a good background. It's a shame that you couldn't keep that one every week. You need a new one. Yeah. I'm sick of that other one. I want you to find a new one for next week, please. That's my homework. You got a mission. <laughs> that's well, right. it's not like you're working. That's right. Yeah, true. You know, you don't want to. Do. <laughs> you don't want to go stale <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, and you guys, thanks for downloading. Thanks for watching on the YouTube, and don't forget if you if you. Want anything you want to be on the show you want to call in or send us a story or whatever contact us we're here we don't bite all right see you next week Ta-da. All right. <laughs>